Welcome to the Recharge Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Carrie Ulrich and Kelly Gunther. We are thrilled to talk to people who have made a decision that recharged their lives. Often, they pushed themselves out of their comfort zone and took risks. We want to know about that decision point, why did they make that decision, and most importantly, how can we learn from them? Kelly and I are passionate HR professionals, and together we co-founded our HR consulting firm, Abracci Group. We have talked to amazing people throughout our careers and listened to them as they made decisions that changed their lives and knew that these inspirational stories would help others. And why did we call it Recharge? It's based on a book I co-authored called The Way of the HR Warrior. And in it, we have a leadership model, CHARGE, which stands for courage, humility, accuracy, resiliency, goal-oriented, and exemplary. We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're so excited to have Jen Wang as our special guest. Jen is a Boston-born, South and Midwestern-raised San Francisco resident. She studied chemical engineering and economics at Northwestern University, back when the Big Ten was only 11 schools, and has adventured her way through sales, leadership, and executive roles in such industries as luxury consumer goods, digital media, staffing, and recruitment tech. Jen has worked in a wide range of environments, including Global 500 and Fortune 500 publicly traded companies, mid-sized private companies, and early-stage startups. She's obsessed with dogs, sports, wine, and a great farmer's market. So Jen, thank you for being part of our podcast, and we always like to start by asking, what show, podcast, book, or blog do you like to go to when you want to push yourself and expand your thinking? Hey, thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having me on today. I can first start by saying, you know, certainly in 2020, there's been a series that has really been fascinating um, to help with learning, and that is a series called Forecast. This is a briefing series that's put on by a company called Collective Eye, um, who is, um, they're a startup specifically focused in artificial intelligence and machine learning, and led by the entrepreneur and investor and fabulous woman leader, Heidi Messer. And she puts on this weekly series with a series of guests that come on and talk about global topics. So it really helps to broaden the audience's viewpoint beyond just what may be happening in their own industry. So for instance, some of the more recent guests that Forecast has highlighted included um, Dr. Ashish Jha, which some of you may recognize his name, of course, as um, not only the new uh, dean of Brown University School of Public Health, but he's also been in the news a lot, certainly in these pandemic days, um, as a physician, as a health policy advisor and researcher, uh, and certainly coming on to speak about all things coronavirus. Um, Jack Hittery is another example, who is an author and a tech entrepreneur, and he's also focused on AI and specifically around um, quantum technologies. So that sounds fancy. Um, very good to learn from that. And then, of course, you've got um, uh, some weeks ago, we had Goldie Hahn on in Forecast, who um, many people know Goldie Hahn as certainly an actress, an Oscar winning actress, but um, her work really is um, much more uh, well known for 
the Han Foundation, which she co-founded, of course, and um, specifically with uh, areas of focus around mental health crisis and um, being able to support children with social and um, emotional development. So this forecast series is something that is just phenomenal to be able to, again, take in uh, very topical issues on what's happening around the globe today. I'd also highlight one more thing because I know that you've had prior guests that also said, okay, I get one, but I'm going to choose two. So I'm going to choose the <laughs> second one. Um, this one's actually a book. Um, and uh, this book is by Abby Wambach, um, a book called Wolf Pack, which I think just got published last year or so. Um, but it was a basically, it's a book on leadership that um, grew out of Abby Wambach's um, commencement speech that she gave to the Barnard class of 2018 at Radio City Music Hall. So if any of your uh, guests are listening, they're like, Abby Wambach, okay, know that name, how? Um, this is that she is a two-time Olympic gold medalist. She's a mm. FIFA World Cup champion. She is in the National Soccer Hall of Fame. Um, and cool fun fact, okay, so she has scored more goals than any soccer player in history, male or female. Wow. Okay, so, um, but like now that she is retired um, from uh, from soccer, she um, it has really um, poured her heart and soul into doing some wonderful work as an activist for women in the marketplace um, and, and really focused on diversity, equality, um, inclusion, right? And, and um, you know, certainly we saw this recently as well with, um, her lead of demanding equal pay yep. for uh, the women's national team. That's yep. Oh, Jen, welcome. So glad you're here. Uh, you are so competitive. Not only did you throw shade at the Big Ten, like just saying that has to be in your intro, which I adore because you always, every time you mention Northwestern, you have to mention something about the Big Ten and the way it used to be. And then, of course, your uh, what what I like to listen to has to do with there's one with sports, and you know all the stats on it because you are ultra competitive and know so much about sports that I can't, I don't even try to keep up with you. There's no way I can. So I appreciate that. And yes, Abby, no, Abby or Abby, I just Abby, Abby um, has done a lot with Megan too, right. To, uh, really help women get paid equally and the story of the women's soccer team not getting paid and doing far better than the men's soccer team is an interesting story. If people haven't followed that one for forecast though, Jen, how can people find forecast? Cause it's not, I don't think you can just Google it and join it. Can you, how do you find forecast? Yeah. Great question. So I happen to have been lucky enough to be invited in by um, a friend and former colleague, Vinny, who, who essentially got me onto the distribution list. Um, it is by, by um, sign up. However, you can either, if anyone's interested, reach out to me. I'm happy to, okay. to, add um, add your name to the list. Or alternatively, if you are on social media, you can certainly follow Collective Eye on LinkedIn, um, on Twitter, and they will typically send out um, a link for sign up directly through their social media accounts. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much, Jen. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we don't really follow the rules, it appears, on the tell us what you're, what's pushing your thinking. Because we get anywhere from one, two, three. I think someone just put in four as well. <laughs> this is what I listen to. <laughs> this, this, 
love that your your um, podcast guests have diversified ways to be able to take in and continue to learn and you know, just see beyond the day to day. So I take that yes. as a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate that. And most of our guests uh, could care less about if we gave them boundaries. Really, they really don't care, which that's why we love them. Okay. So Jen, what decision did you make change, that changed the trajectory of your life? And which of the charge qualities did you use to help you make that decision? Mm, okay. So the short answer is a decision that I made is that I chose to listen to a friend's advice. Mm. Yeah. So I'll go back a little bit um, to provide some context here. You know, certainly you've had guests in the past that really talk about how intertwined your work and personal lives are. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, I I think that's true for most people, especially now more than ever as most mm. folks are working from home. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, but this is this is well before the pandemic time, many years ago. Um, you know, I'm I'm poking along in a you know in a series of relationships, both personally and professionally, that I thought, hey, you know what, this is on a good track. This is going to be forever. Guess what? It's not. <laughs> oh. What? Wait, what, Jen? Did you have a plan? And it didn't. <laughs> exactly work because life just doesn't it's not linear and it moves and things aren't forever this is crazy this is breaking news seriously (laughs) and and I I did learn actually from a TED talk by the way a third area where I also learned information (laughs) um one of the one of the uh one of the elements of storytelling is this presenting something where it's like okay clearly something's going to change right that that's what that's what our brains are really wired to eat up so yeah, lo and behold, there was a change. There was a change in the personal relationship that I had many years ago that, wow, was like a giant um, you know, emergency break that turned into a donut in my life. Um, which is, you know, hey, that's okay. I'm I'm very confident I am not the only person to have gone through this. But what it what it um what it did, though of course it was very, very difficult at the time. What it did was essentially lift a veil on all things life, personal and professional. Mm. Um, that includes, by the way, family and friends um, and the relationships that, you know, I had and and admittedly took for granted um, on some of them. Right. And what happened is when you get a when you get an emergency break turned into a donut, um, you get you get a real kind of uh, reset on who are the relationships that are really meaningful in your life? Mm-hmm. And out of all of the shakeup, who comes through? Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say pleasantly, I was surprised. There were some people that came through that I was like, oh man, um, now I really get to know this person on a different level. And at the same time, of course, the flip side of the coin is there, there were people and relationships that I thought, wow, this is friends for life. And maybe it turns out not so much. So why does this all matter? It's because I wanted to provide some context that in in one of those relationships that really someone who really stepped up that has now become um, even a closer dear friend than she was before um, was that friend who really just told it to me straight, like punch in the mm-hmm. face, Jen, get off your island, get mm-hmm. off the island, and it was like a no mercy, tough love, get off your island. I don't want to hear about it. And what she was trying to tell me was, you know, historically, I've always been the person that kind of 
you know, I'm doing my own thing. If you need help, absolutely, I'm here to help you. But if I ever need help, God forbid, I would ask mm, for it. You're not going to ask for help. You're the helper. You're not asking anyone for help. A hundred percent. Because, you know, I got it all together, of course. You have it all together. <laughs> Plus, you get it. If you're a helper, you get all that energy from helping other people. You don't, you're not in that vulnerable position. You want to help others. That gives you energy and joy. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and by the way, this was all before Brene Brown is who she is today. Yeah. <laughs> we started talking about her. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I didn't have Brene Brown. Back I was going to say, you didn't have any help, Judd. No, you had to do this. Yeah, this I is before that. internet. No, I'm joking. You had the internet at least, but. Yeah, again, back to when the weekend was only 11 schools, as Kelly said. So um, anyway, so I, I really am like, oh, getting off my island. Now that, first of all, was very difficult to hear because that was real talk. But secondly, it was like, okay, I'm going to make a choice to listen to this friend and get off the island, right? And that t- took conscious effort on my part um, every single day because it is like breaking a lifelong habit mm. of how you are naturally wired. And um, in that change, so you'll laugh at this, I literally did get off the island, my, you know, the island of, I, I don't know, North America. That's not an island. Well, <laughs> but... Um, the figurative island that I was yeah. on, and then went literally to an island, um, and that is I took a, a solo trip um, to Australia, mm. and um, my gosh, that was just such a nice reset that um, you know allowed me to go just solo travel. By the way, if any of you all haven't done it, highly recommend. Um, and you know, just to get a chance to to reset and, and, and clear my head. Um, so I think that was, that was one of those big things where just like, um, I think it was, uh, uh, Janice, um, a prior guest, you know, she, she talked about her love of music and how that really, you know, kind of takes her to a different place. Um, it made me think about, you know, getting off the Island was like, um, it's like a rest note Mm -hmm. in music. It was, that's interesting. What t- take us back? So this was a a relationship that that no longer was working for you. So this is a romantic relationship you're speaking about, right? <laughs> is that well? I'm just trying to give people the context of is there, so that 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 broke. And so when your friend tells you get off this island, what 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 was kind of take us back to that conversation? And what is this island she was speaking of that? Were you too involved in not involved in yourself, but not seeing other things? Like what what did she mean when she said, get off the island? And and how did you take it at first? Was it like, oh my gosh, thank you so much? Or was it go to hell? And then it was days later you said, Okay, you're right. Like how take us take us back to that moment. You know what? It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't go to hell. That's that's okay. for sure. Because this is you know, this was a this is a friend who, you know, I just have implicit trust of. And yeah. you know, she is always like, um, you know, straight up real talk person. So much respect for for her. Um, It was to to get off the island, you know, in that time, it was basically like, look, you have not spent the time to nurture um, your friendships, people who Mm. love you. Um, You know, it was like, you're in the daily grind. Get Mm. up, you, you know, you work meeting after meeting, you know, kind of like, I, I suspect a lot of people do, you know, you mm-hmm. kind of go through yeah. daily cycle and before yep. you know it, years go by. 
Um, so, you know, to, to me, an island represented more of a routine and maybe a, a spiral into more and more isolation because, hey, you know, I, I at the time was so focused on career that it was like, okay, wait a minute, you know, you got to lift your head up and actually take a look around and um, remember what really matters in your life. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that for a while. Mm-hmm. What, what, what did you learn then about yourself in Australia? I'll try to do besides put a shrimp on a ball, but I'm so stupid or the dingo ate your baby. I mean, these things are critical, but besides that, <laughs> what, did, what did you learn <laughs> or how to eat Vegemite? These are things that are critical, but about yourself, what did you learn? Because you did a solo trip, which I think that scares me, Jen, to do a solo trip. I don't know. I like having someone there. Um, I, I think it would be, it would be difficult to do that solo trip and you were gone for a couple of weeks. Is that correct? Yeah. A few weeks. Yeah. So what did you learn about yourself? Were you nervous about it to go on your own or you th- thought this is what I need? And, and what did you, what did you learn about Jen <laughs> Wang? You know what? I wasn't nervous. I was actually excited. I mean, at the time it was like the first time I'd ever gone to Australia. And I mean, well, come on. I mean, they are an English speaking countries right. <laughs> it was like sort of you know, I'm just joking it wasn't like some way off the beaten path exotic trip um but it was you know certainly it was beautiful country and I very deliberately wanted to visit um you know multiple territories and and certainly see different parts of the country um what I one thing I I did that was unusual was um so usually when I plan travel in the past, like I am like a super control freak, you know, every day is planned around a meal, a restaurant I want to go to, you know, maybe in the Australia example, like, you know, a winery I would love to visit. Um, but it's typically anchored around an agenda that I make. And um, for the first time, I relinquished that control um, actually to an Australia travel company. So again, wow. not a huge leap of faith, but it but was- But for you it is. Yes, for me it was a yeah. change. Yeah. Um, and so um, I relinquished control and I just said, you know what, um, Warren, just do your thing. And, you know, and, and he did. They ran an absolutely um, phenomenal trip and chose activities that I would not have chosen for myself. So, um, you know, for instance, going to have a meal prepared in an Aboriginal home, um, fi- you know, just preceded by a rainforest hike, um, you know, not typically things that I would have yeah. chosen, but absolutely loved. Um, and I'll tell you one really surprising thing I found out on that trip was there were, um, I-, I ended up befriending a woman who was traveling solo um, from the UK who had um, originally had this trip planned with her then fiance? The um, oh, okay, yeah, that that engagement broke up, and she was like, you know what, I'm gonna still go, and she did. And then another woman who was from Montreal, um, who was also there for solo travel, and she just wanted to, you know, get out of city life and just see something different for a while. And um, you know, we kind of found each other just oh, wow. randomly in a couple of these. Um, at, you know, adventures. So I thought, wow, okay, this is cool. Like you always hear about solo travel and how great it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it and, you know, it, it really is. It's, it's tremendously rewarding and you're 
you're beholden to no one's schedule but your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, with the, um, you know, a travel planner helped me do. But um, yeah, really, really cool stuff. What What did you, but what, when you came back, so now you, you, what did you learn about yourself? And when you came back, what changes did you make? Because we're saying this changed the trajectory of your life. So what, you had this moment, you listened to this advice, mm-hmm. and you come back from the island to San Francisco, and what changed? Yeah, um, I think <laughs> the island, you know what, we are a peninsula, okay? so far. You are a little, I mean, we could, I mean, I'm sure people who study geography are horrified by our discussion right now, and like nails on a chalkboard, but we think it's fun. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think overall with the 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 shakeup in a personal relationship, the shakeup in a realization of um, you know who really your your true where your true relationships mm-hmm. lie, your friendships lie, and then followed by um, getting to spend some time internationally and alone. You know, it was a nice reset. That upon returning, um, which I always thought, gosh, I, I came back too soon. I really should have extended the trip. You know, but um, I also didn't have bottomless money to be able to spend um, away. Um, It helped me understand um, and reset what my values were. Mm. And, you know, so it's looking, you know, even in in the context of the charge framework, you know, one, of course, the E, the exemplary. Mm -hmm. Um, As I was thinking about it, you know, it, it was always that I was thinking, oh, because you're exemplary for how you perform at work, you are exemplary for exemplary for someone else. Um, how you show up, um, but this time I thought about it differently. That as it applied to this change, this change in trajectory, the exemplary now became. I needed to be exemplary for myself. Yeah. What? What? What did you? Because you know I'm going to keep pushing, as you know me. Um, what, what, what did you do for yourself then? What was that exemplary that you're like, I am, I need, I, I, I'm going to change this. And how did you feel about that? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I think with it, it, it meant that I had to be honest with myself about what I wanted mm. and to ask for it. <gasps> um, yeah. And to ask for it and then and not ask for me, it. Um, to, uh, I guess, you know, reserved about or let things, let life happen to me. It was, mm-hmm. I know I'm raising my hand this time and let me share with you what I want. So, you know, examples of that, um, examples of that would be, you know, maybe working in a large corporate environment, um, wasn't going to provide all the, the types of exposure that I wanted, you know? Um, so for instance, let's say if I wanted to, um, have direct exposure with, let's say an advisory board or a board of directors or, um, to help shape, um, strategic direction in a business, you know, these are areas that I've always known were, um, areas of interest to me, but I'd never purposely asked for them before. Yeah. You never articulated it. I, I think, Jen, there's this freedom. I don't know when I hear you and also being in that position, especially as females, that freedom of saying, no, this is what I want. That's it. Yeah. I might not get it, 
but I'm going to articulate what I want. And this is, I'm going to say it and I'm going to raise my hand and there's a freedom to it. That's totally it. And, um, you know, so I, I mentioned Wolfpack, the Abby Wambach mm-hmm. book earlier. And um, the way this book is set up, it, you know, for anyone who hasn't read it, it's, it's basically like if you just took it at face value, I mean, you know, it's a 100, 120 somewhat page book. You can breeze through it in, in probably an hour. It's, um, But it's more a book where you go back and you kind of reference and you level set and it's like oh, a reminder, you know, or I need a little jolt of um, you know, a little jolt of caffeine on, on a leadership advice. And mm-hmm. this is the book you would go back and reference. So in one of the, uh, the chapters, Abby, um, Abby calls out a leadership lesson of be grateful and ambitious. Mm. And, um, she, she first says, you know, here's the old rule. The old rule of leadership is be grateful for what you have. Mm-hmm. And I think for, uh, you know, for all of us, we are, mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, but as now female in leadership, she says, okay, here's the new rule though. The new rule is be grateful for what you have and demand what you deserve. Oh, that is, I, I was, I, I was going to ask you, Jen, in just a second of what advice do you have? And right there, we're going to steal Abby's <laughs> be grateful but ask what what ask for what you deserve. That is great advice because you can be grateful and still ask. And I think a lot of us have a hard time with that because no, be grateful. A lot of people don't have what you have. Be grateful. Yeah. And you can ask the question because the you you've been in sales, Jen. What I, I love listening to salespeople talk about. That's just a no. Who cares? It's getting me to the yes. I have to listen to ninety nine no's. Before I get right, I had to listen to 99. No, who cares? And they and they just push off all these no's. They're like, I don't care. I get a thousand no's a day. There will be one yes. But if you don't ask, you'll never, you'll never get the yes. Yeah. So what is that advice? What are those actions that listeners can take that you've learned through your journey and through this, this emergency break to donut (laughs) visual, (laughs) visual that I'm going to start using. I haven't heard that before. Uh, What would you, what advice would you give actions people can take? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, donut, by the way, in case anyone's confused, I am talking about a car going in a circle, not, (laughs) not the pastry. Okay. If it, or just, or I don't even know if it's considered a pastry. It, um, I, I, well, it, it's good. Let's just say the donut's good. I immediately went to car, but thank you for clarifying it for those <laughs> who maybe got very distracted thinking about donuts, which now, unfortunately, I am. So yeah. I'm not sure I'll listen to the rest, Jen, because I'm envisioning <laughs> not just a donut, but I'd like a cronut. Uh, <laughs> okay. And, and it's closed here in LA, so I, I can't get it anymore. But anyway, oh. so yes. Your uh, advice, Jed. <laughs> probably order it from Gold Belly, I guess. Um, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna first build off of um, the get off your island bit. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, out of all that happened through a difficult time, like boy, was that one piece of advice that still sticks with me to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 not surprisingly, um, also in the Wolfpack book, the last chapter of the book is entitled find your pack. So it's mm. very much akin to, you know, even before this book was written, before the 
commencement speech was given in, in 18. I already got the advice of get off your island, but this is echoing it in uh, Wolfpack, which is um, the old rule was you're on your own. Mm-hmm. The new rule is you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You've got a pack. You just got to, we all need a pack. So, um, so that would be one thing is um, find your people, mm-hmm. you know, find your people. Um, the second action I, I would say is also looking back at my career, it is always a realization top of mind that the pie is not fixed. Um, you know, by contrast, I, I think we see, we see examples of this every day, right? Where, where there is a fixed pie mentality, which can be very dangerous, meaning mm. your slice is bigger. It means mine is smaller. Yes. A zero sum type game, right? One of us wins, one, one of us loses, but that's it. Yeah. There's only a certain amount of pie. Mm-hmm. Correct. And yep. you know, that is not only wrong thinking, but it can be, um, you know, very destructive. Dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, um, I'm all about, the pie is not fixed. If the, of course, the pie can be enlarged. And, you know, of course, that also harkens back to my day studying economics. Of course, you can enlarge the pie. Mm-hmm. Um, any economists out there have, have talked about this. But um, in, in, as it pertains to my career, I um, think about the leaders that I have had. Um, and gee, I don't know, coincidental or not, but, you know, the, the ones that first come to mind are, are women leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry, Mary, Carissa, that, you know, have helped to enlarge the pie for Mm -hmm. everyone and, um, you know, have extended, um, you know, a a leap of faith that I thought, okay, well, if they believe in me, of course, I'm going to believe in them back. Mm -hmm. So, um, so anyway, so this concept of of scarcity, it's just, it's a lie. Just know Mm -hmm. that the pie is not fixed. So that would be the second thing is just to think about. So you find your pack. You and then you know you find your people and then part of that is there are leaders there that will help you enlarge the pie, mm-hmm. um, and that's um, that's obviously a big thing. Um, the third action I would share is that it's not linear. Mm-hmm. It's not linear, mm-hmm. um, which is difficult, right? You know, for oh, so difficult. <laughs> in so your career, difficult. you're used to. You know, like you guys know, I, I grew up in sales and sales leadership, so mm-hmm. very natural progression. You kind of start off as in a junior sales role, then you work your way up to account exec, and maybe you're working now strategic accounts, and now you become a leader of the sales team. It's a historically a linear progression, and, and the more that I see business and the more that I read bios of other entrepreneurs and business professionals out there, the more I realize, boy, it is not linear. So. Um, you know, don't get freaked out if like your next role isn't, you know, a title higher than your prior one. Um, yeah, like every once in a while, the emergency break to donut will um, remind you it's not linear. It is. I think that is it. In fact, we just talked, it's I think coming up next week, we talked with someone about this not linear, that sometimes to go forward, you need to go backwards. And it's a really tough concept for people to get, even on a daily basis, you just want to keep making progress. And that means forward. That's what is in our head, progress forward, progress forward. And sometimes it's to the side and sometimes it's behind us. And then sometimes it's in a circle and then you may still make um, progress forward, but it's not a linear line. I was going to ask Kelly if she is now really hungry because we talked about pie, donuts, 
Um, maybe she's just, maybe she's ordering food right now, but Kelly, what do you think about the actions that Jen laid out for people? I, I love the actions and I'm a firm believer in really having time to reflect. And Jen, what I love so much about what you shared is that it is important to take time to reflect. We may not all have the opportunity to take a solo trip to Australia, but there are opportunities and we should take them to be able to stop and think about the relationships we have in our life and do they serve us? Um, The roles we have and are they serving us? Is the role that I have what I want? Title, to your point, Jen, isn't necessarily the be-all, end-all. Sometimes it can be uncomfortable to take these times to reflect, to think about the relationships in our life and whether they're working for us or not, the job or the role that we have, the purpose that we're serving, and whether that is fulfilling to us. And sometimes it can be frustrating, but it's in those moments where if we're willing to put forth the effort and we're open to it, as you were, Jen, because you made yourself open to it at the suggestion and advice of your friend, amazing things can happen. And you are someone that I consider part of my wolf pack along with Carrie, I'll call it that. And so I'm just really, you're hearing your story. It, it really resonates with me in part because I believe so much in that reflection too. And I journal every day, but having that time to really just truly unplug, it can really make a tremendous amount of difference, especially in times like this where things can get so muddled and we can get sometimes lost in our own thoughts to be able to be intentional about it can make such a huge difference in our lives. Yeah. And I, I, I'd also add to that Kelly that, you know, certainly now with um, travel is not exactly a thing Mm -hmm. uh, in the, you know, in the Mm -hmm. future, but, um, but to also encourage that travel can also mean, other vehicles to be able to take you somewhere else. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, a couple of examples I'll just throw in here is, um, you know, for any of you all that may be into food, as we've talked about a lot, you know, I read a lot of cookbooks and it's not just because of the recipes, but it's for the stories behind them. And it's a way to transport you to a different culture or a different way of thinking, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, or, or like, um, Netflix, for instance, of, of course, quite popular now, but you know, there are shows on there that really focus on um, maybe, you know, more the, the arts uh, and culture. So for instance, there's, um, there's a series on called abstract, the art of design, right, where people talk about interior design, or like, shoe design, you know, and um, it just transports you to a different place. Um, language, right? If you, um, ever get a chance you watch a movie in a foreign language and it's subtitled yes okay if you don't understand it but it's a way to be able to transport you to a different place and different culture and the way to um it's an opportunity to really look around beyond just um of course we're literally all just seeing our own four walls these days but uh you know um a way to be able to transport and travel without actually physically traveling (laughs) And I think too that when you transport and travel, it forces you to reflect on who you are. Mm-hmm. So it's really putting you in that position if you view it with that lens of, well, why do they say it that way? Or why is that relationship like that? Yes. Or why does the dad do this versus this? Because in my community or my culture, we do it this way. And it really does, If again, if you're open to it and if you allow it, 
you really can think about what what your values are going back to how you rebooted and reset what's valuable to me and you can learn a lot from just watching i i i sometimes don't watch very highbrow shows on netflix but i'll watch a good english comedy australian comedy and even that will force you to think about well that's interesting how they say that and how they view that and how they view jobs and you really do get a lot of, you can gain a lot of insight just on your own values, just by watching a show that's out of your comfort zone. That's great. Thank you, Jen. Look, you keep going back to how you want to be the guest, Jen, that gives the most uh, books, blogs, Netflix. Like She's like, she has a competition in her head. She's like, I've given 10 pieces of advice now on what to watch and listen to. Therefore, I'm the best guest. Like that's knowing Jen, that's you have a running list already. You've ticked them all off. Do you have any more plugs, Jen? Well, Just wondering. Since you asked, um, <laughs> salt, fat, acid, heat by Samin Nazrat is like an incredible uh, cookbook. You know, and not just because she's a local Bay Area, um, you know, person, but um, but you know, really to be be able to explain the intersection of science and art and culture in a cookbook. Um, that's a good one, you guys. <laughs> Jen Wang, first of all, uh, we could talk for hours and hours uh, about all this. And so I'm just, now I'm just going to step in and say, I think we have to close this down, Kelly. What do you think? Or else we're going to go, we're going to, it's going to be more and it never will end. And people have to go reflect now watch a few more shows, eat some donuts. We know our listeners, they need to, they need to go back and eat a donut now, eat some pie. <laughs> well, I think all of our listeners can understand why we're so thrilled to have Jen on our podcast. Um, Jen, thank you so much for sharing your, your, your personal story with us, um, the journey that you took to get to where you are today. Um, and I think you'll be inundated with a lot of requests to talk more, um, from people who take the time to listen, uh, to your episode. So again, thank you so much for being part of our podcast. If you'd like to connect with Jen, you can feel free to do so on LinkedIn, um, at Jen Wang. And again, all of her details will be in our show notes. Again, thank you, Jen, for joining our podcast and for sharing our, for sharing your story today. Thank you, Kelly and Carrie. Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at Abrachi Group, Instagram at Warriors of HR, and Twitter at Warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.